fighter come on a hippie trail head full of zombies. I met a strange lady, she made me nervous. She took me in and gave me breakfast. And she said, Do you come from a land down sitting on this joke. Oh wait, now we're on. We're totally on right now. I've been sitting <laughs> on this joke for 24 hours. I get it. Because it's the Australian Grand Prix. Exactly. Not just the Australian Grand Prix, but also the band Men at Work is from Melbourne. Melbourne. Well, there, you, there you go. I'll say it correctly this time. Are you? I think so. I'm pretty sure it's Melbourne. It's Melbourne, right? Try, try again. Melbourne. 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 <laughs> well, it's spelled the same way as Jason Bourne. So totally like Melbourne. Yeah. I like it. Exactly. Well, everyone who's listening into right now to this is beautiful song, Down Under by Men at Work, you know that it's the F1. Well, technically, well, it was the F- an F1 weekend. It is the F World and F1 Deep Dive podcast with your host, Taryn Bidzane and Marion Boutier. Hello, hello. There we go. Yeah. And we are <laughs> playing Men at Work Down Under because it was the Australian Grand Prix. Over this last weekend, right? Which what a Grand Prix! What a whoa. what a Grand Prix! What a what a Grand Prix! <laughs> uh, we've been dubbing it the Three Flag Circus. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. There was a lot of flags actually, but um, yeah. Yes, I, but I don't three know. red ones. Three red flags that caused three restarts to the race, which we will we'll get into pretty much now. Um, now, just now. now, let's let's just hop into let's it. Let's just hop right in. Well, Maybe finish bef- the intro first. Yeah, I was going to say we'll finish the <laughs> in- I'll finish the intro first. Uh, you know that the F World is broadcasting live on CIVL 101.7 FM and stream lives on CIVL.ca, also known as Civil Radio. Civil Radio, our home in our home located in Abbotsford, British Columbia, beautiful British Columbia, which is a nice day out again today, on the unceded and traditional territory of the Stalo First Nations, the people of the river. You can also find us and listen to us in on demand at any time, anywhere on Spotify by Googling and researching or just searching in the search bar, which is the correct terms again, uh, the F world. Um, and you can reach out to us on Twitter at the F world underscore pod. And if you reach out and depending on what your tweet says, we may or may not read them uh, out live on air and comment on, on the stuff, which sometimes we do. Um, and you can also reach out and uh, talk to us on, on our Instagram, which is the F world dot pod, our email, the F world dot pod at Gmail. And of course the discord, there's so many things we have to people can message and talk to us, Marion. Yes, we are. We are attainable. We are attainable. Is attainable the word? Attainable. Accessible. Reachable. Accessible is probably the best one. Reachable. You can. One. You can get in touch with us. You can pretty yeah. easily. Yeah, pretty pretty fun. <laughs> we, we are not hiding. No, we're not, and we're in fact looking to be found. Is <laughs> is almost the better term for yeah. that. But yeah. Okay, so that's where we can find. Us. Oh, the Discord is uh, the F World Podcast on Discord. Is it? It is. Yeah. Apparently, you have to put that in there but okay where do we begin i you know i think we have to begin like we begin any race week right and just start off with let's let's start off small and just go with the highlight you know what's what was your 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 best moment let's say well i think you know what my best moment is it is lewis hamilton p2 (laughs) <laughs> I, not even not even, not just because it's Lewis Hamilton me too but if you listen back to our, our episode on on the Spotify our qualifying episode with me and uh, Walter you'll notice that I called out a Verstappen Hamilton Alonso podium 
And yeah. I would, and I would have had Perez too. I called out Perez P7, and I would have had P7 if it wasn't for the, the mix-ups of some of the things that happened in them. The great chaos. Of yeah, I feel like anything past P3 is kind of still confused. <laughs> yeah, no, no one knows what's going on. No even, one knows even what's today, going it does, on. Even today, it sounds like no one knows what's <laughs> happening. Carlos Sainz is, uh, is appealing the decision that we will break into, but he's doing that. Um, but obviously, my, my highlight, Lewis, Lewis's race was really well done. He performed well, even when he lost when the inevitable loss of, of Verstappen, but he defended Alonso really well. But my actual highlight, I think, that no one talks about is Carlos's, Carlos Sainz's overtake on Pierre Gasly, his little dummy. He made a he made a really nice dummy move where he moved to the one side yeah, to the far side nice of the track one. so to get to bait Pierre into moving over to the far side himself and then dummied him into the corner of turn three for a really quick, quick clean daring might be say daring um, and actually a lot Carlos Sainz put out a lot of good overtakes yeah there was well yeah and his he mastered the turn three chicane he did a turn three was surprisingly active. And turn nine. And turn nine. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like they're going to they're, they're gonna start putting stands up there uh, or more stands up there. Yeah. For um, for for the audience. Uh, for m- go ahead. Go ahead. Is it my turn? It is your, it is your turn. You're, you're not still uh, fanboying over Hamilton? No, no, no. Uh, okay. I was done. I was done after that. Okay. Well, it's it's not completely off topic from yours, but my highlight is the first safety car with just the image of a Mercedes one, two, and then the Mercedes safety car. And as a Mercedes girl, I was just like, this is a nice shot. It was, it was really timed well. Yeah. And Russell was in first. Russell was in first at the time. Russell was in first at the time. What a, what a, we'll get into the poor, the sadness of George Russell's race. Cause that was, that's, that's a heartbreak and a half. That was very heartbreaking. Yeah, he did. He was doing everything right, even uh, even recovering from the red flag, which kind of screwed up his the the, the strategy. Yeah, um, if there happened. was one. Uh, we uh, one of our listeners and a, and a friend of the pod, uh, Matt Shipley, who is one of the editors and one of the main editors at the, uh, the Capilano University Student Press. Okay. Paper. Uh, he he's an F one guy, so he sent out a thing saying. Three in a row, three cars in a row going into a chicane is unreal. I love it. <laughs> so that's, of course, talking about the mount. The chicanes of turn three and turn nine. There was a lot of overtakes into those chicanes. That's a lot of overtakes. Perez was busy as hell. Um, before we continue on, though, I do want to send out an honorable mention and a, like, I want us to take a moment to really appreciate some people. And that is. The fallen victims and the ca- innocent casualty of wars of war <laughs> that happened in that race, specifically Pierre Gasly. Let's just take a specifically. moment. Specifically, yeah. Let's just take a moment to to honor Pierre. Moment of silence. I I don't think that's. Okay, <laughs> I think that's <laughs> enough. That's enough. That's enough. If we're if we're gonna do that, um, then we have to acknowledge the fact that there's only twelve cars starting at that last startup oh we definitely were there's we definitely, oh yeah. there's eight yes eight, my math is correct here yeah, eight eight, eight cars that were off the track by the end of the race eight dnfs yeah like it's what a race it was a, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think i think every single person i talked to like 
they texted me Sunday, like, what the hell happened to that race? Terror? Right. Like, I can't was, tell you. And, and the worst thing is, like, the middle of it was un- underwhelming. I don't know. It was it was kind of boring. One, Relatively yeah. speaking, like after lap, what, 15, 16, maybe after lap 17, everything kind of fizzled out from the initial, you know, safety car and red flag. And then everyone was just in a groove. Yeah. Right. Once, once and the like there was a couple sweet overtakes. But I mean, even Verstappen fell asleep at the wheel. Right. And then lap 54 happened and and Magnuson hits the wall and then everything just ensues chaos. And um, and yeah, that woke me back up. But at some point in the race, there was another image. If we're going to do honorable mentions that I do want to bring up which was when um, DeVries made contact with uh, Ocon and you mm. see the car literally like hop in the air just a little bit and then they, they just keep going as if nothing happened and yep. it was just like, wait, what? It's yep. just like glitch in the system, you know? Yeah. I think we should, if we want to talk about other cars that bumped up, that was like, I think, was it turn three as well? It might have been. been. Turn it three been. was a lot. There was a lot. There was a lot. Let's just assume everything happened on turn three. Turn, yeah. We'll be right 70% of the time. Most of, exactly. I'm uh, all right speaking, with that. Speaking of turn three, I think we should, I think the highlight or honorable mention is actually just turn three. Just turn three. Turn, turn three. Yeah. Is, is the, the turn three circus. It's our is, first track honorable mention. Yeah. Um, I think in terms <laughs> of fallen, in terms of fallen heroes and, and casualties of war, I think we should spend a little, a little extra, a little feel good but also a little bit of a chuckle at uh charles leclerc who didn't even make it past <laughs> one lap into the race before going off from from lance stroll which there wasn't a penalty to lance stroll because i think it was just kind of a racing move maneuver um yeah but yeah charles leclerc going off in, into turn into turn three start of the race that really i don't know i mean when we were looking at the replay right like stroll didn't hit him yeah, did. there was no if you look wheels. If you look at the replay, well, yeah, but Leclerc bumped into him and then overcorrected. Like, uh, it was pretty okay. clear that it was not Stroll's fault. Okay, okay. You can see it from the air shot. Did you? Yeah, I saw, I saw from all angles. Yeah. I've, I've done nothing but watch this race <laughs> for 24 hours, okay? I've watched a lot of this race. The entire race or just lap 1 to 20 and then 54 to 58? Look, <laughs> a lot. do you do you know how? Do you Be know, honest here. Do you know how long? How for the last two days? I uh, think Checo Perez is yes, let's go. Kind of comments on oh, when he over such a, out of a all nice his one. yeah, uh, his twenty overtakes. I mean, he only did like five or six, but the point is he he did, he did a lot. You know what though? For the little that he did, I must say it was a lot more enjoyable as a spectator to watch. Perez overtake than it was Verstappen and Jetta. Yeah, because all of Verstappen's overtakes were just straight line go. Yeah, there was no fighting for it, you know, which speaks to his skill for sure. But I don't know. It's also probably just the chaotic nature of Australia's GP. But um, yeah, it felt like it was a lot more entertaining to watch Perez overtake. Like he still did it very skillfully, but somehow i felt i was in there with him when there was the onboard cameras and whatnot whereas verstappen was kind of just watching someone go through the motions yeah and i feel that people i don't know what it is but i felt that the other drivers were trying to defend against perez a bit more 
Yeah. Like Joe put up a little bit of a fight with him a couple times. Joe took and retook the place off of off of something. Yeah, like, which, well, what, which good on him. Good good for you, Joe. You know. Joe's, Joe's, I don't know what's happened with Bottas. He's just been not been doing well. But Joe's been doing well, good for the last couple times. And then. You know, now that you mention it, I wouldn't say that he's been doing poorly. But Botas has been unremarkable within the chaos in the sense that, like, he doesn't come up in any of the collisions I have listed. He no, he's just been trailing behind. You know, yeah. He, well, he's not and not even trailing because he doesn't come up as, like, doing horribly bad that it would be memorable. He just doesn't come up as memorable, really. Mm. For mm. this race. Like, don't get me wrong. The guy is super memorable. And I just love his his uh entire attitude towards life most of the time he's living he's living the bot he really life. is he's, he's been making out with australia the last little bit the last couple of days just enjoying this time really adopted even walter was saying and in our um qualifying episode that he's really adopted the australian way oh yeah i mean look at the mullet he's just oh yeah exactly <laughs> right but um uh, i was gonna say i had i did have something uh to did you Kind of, yeah. Um, I I wanted to before another honorable mention. Uh, a sadness for Walter, uh, who mentioned who was texting me and, and live tweeting with me, uh, during the race. But a for sad Williams, no, for Williams, yes. But uh, specifically, what what perturbed him the most was seeing a double point score for McLaren. McLaren, because mm. of the chaos, somehow uh, survived it all. And Lando Norris what was able to finish. Where did he finish? You uh, know P6, what it was. And Oscar Piastri finished P8. This is, is going to good. be mean. Go right ahead. But the reason they survived is because they were too far behind to really be affected by the chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was mean. It's, it's just. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because it's kind of true until until <laughs> a point. But like, yeah, they didn't really. I mean, I mean there was so there was twelve cars twelve at that last startup. Yeah. I'm still was it not even over that because you have to be like there's only two who are coming home with no points, yeah. right? And yeah. it, it is surprising that they weren't McLaren, but there was only two. It's not like there was Val- a lot of Val- options to Valtteri, not come home with points. It would have been Valtteri Bottas and Yuki Tsunoda if it wasn't for Carlos Sainz's penalty, which we'll get into because that's a yeah, that's a questionable one. I feel I feel bo- I feel sad for this for him just because he he really made that race as best as he can. He overtook. He he was another oh one God. that um, but, oh, I mean, like, and his his pleading. Right, so, like so it was, it was heartbreaking I hearing cr- that radio call. I almost cried. You did. Well, no, I didn't cry, but <laughs> you like did. I, I yeah, kn- a little you bit, did. a little bit, <laughs> a single tear, just a single for Charles Leclerc, <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> single <laughs> film noir uh, tear. <laughs> yeah, I felt so bad, so so bad. So l- let's just get into this. So uh, right off the bat, we had a great, a great first two corners <laughs> yeah. of. of uh, uh, George Russell did a nice, fun overtake on uh, on Max Verstappen and the only two corners that you could in that car. Yeah. Uh, and then into turn three, we had a little bit of Verstappen baby moment when he felt Lewis Hamilton went a little wide, but that's just Verstappen cornering. That's been part well, of the race forever. And and him going like, oh, Hamilton pushed me. And it's like, no, there was no, no contact. No content. You like you bailed out like you're supposed to. Hamilton took this. He had he had the racing line. Like, is, it a little, is it a little cheap and, and mean? Yeah, but Max does those same type of corners. 
and anyone who's regardless, going to dive it into there is going to the same type of corner. Regardless of, of the maneuvering technique and was it a cheap shot or not, there is no graceful way to complain when you're a competitor. No. There's no Fair graceful enough. way. Because and, and either you're world champion, like Verstappen, and has been winning all the races and still winning this race, and then you just look like you're whining for nothing. Well, and that's, and that's, or either you're a competitor who doesn't perform well, and then you're whining and it just looks like you're putting the blame elsewhere. Right? But there's no there's no graceful whining in sports. No. And it doesn't really help when, you're like you're saying, you've won every single race or almost almost won every race. Could have won every single race so Could far. Could have. Quite literally in the best car since, like the most dominant car since like 2019, really, 2020-ish. With if you're really counting like with Mercedes run and yeah. everything, no, I but I, also I'd agree with that. Like you said, like overtaking, like the way, just ha- like this is not the year for Max Verstappen to complain about anything unless someone t-bones him, which I'm still hoping. <laughs> How I'm would that? Still hoping from S- Perez to do. It. He's the only one that is fast <laughs> enough that could even catch that car to do that. So, but yeah. on a T. Yeah, we'll go take him in the corner. Like, okay. like this is like a pur- purposeful penalty. Just right. I'm going to do this. His dad said something mean to me. I'm going to do this, and I I wish he would do it. But right, uh, we're never going to see that. I want to see the the Red Bulls lock horns, but alas, you mean like Alpine? Like Alpine? Oh my gosh! Like Alpine? Don't don't. We're we're <laughs> going to break this down. We're going to break this down flag by flag. We're trying to go chronologically, we, but the jokes th- are just this, all over the place. So, oh my gosh! Alpine had a would have had a great race day thanks to Pierre, but I, then. I think it still looked great. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was it was funny in its own way. I there's so much chaos in that in that restart that I almost missed it. Almost missed the Alpine fat crash. I saw that the two crash in, and I was sitting there going, "Who who who else crashed?" And then when I heard that they both crashed to each other, I was like, "Oh, well, poor and poor I forget, Gasly." I forget who the commentator was on um, on my watching of the race. But as soon as that happened, then they're like, the FIA is going to investigate the restart. The commentator was like, what are they going to investigate themselves? Yeah. And it just, it made me laugh so hard because it's like after that amount of chaos, what do you do? Like, apparently you delete it all except for the one penalty. Yeah. Yeah, but that, apparently that you the, delete everything else. Yeah, and that was the Kevin Magnussen start restart, right? That what this one wasn't the Alex the Alcon one. No, 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 no this Albin, Albin restart went off pretty clean, didn't it? Because that was the one with, with um, yeah, Alex Al- Alex Albon. Because remember, the first red flag came from Alex Albon. Was it not Leclerc who got beached? No, that oh, was no, just a basic was. safety Oh, no, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. And then Albin went through the gravel, the gravel sprayed. Yes, no, this was the Magnuson lost a wheel one. Yeah, yeah. Where so, it took a little little sec to figure out, like, did his wheel explode or did he hit the wall? And then in the replays, we could t- see that, t- like. A bit of both. A bit of both. Yeah, he you hit know, the wall. He then hit the wall. <laughs> then the wheel exploded. But Yeah, which was really <laughs> funny because um, in our qualifying episode, Walter was talking about how the difference between qualifying, being a good qualifying driver and a good race driver. Yes. Right? I was and listening to the spark. Thank you for that. And uh, it was really funny because he was talking about how Magnuson's always, like, Nico's a very good qualifying driver and he thinks Magnuson's a better race pace driver. Mm. And then as soon as that happened, I got a text from Walter. Well, I guess th- I guess that brilliant commentary from me just went away. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Well, terrible. I remember getting a little bit of anxiety for everyone else because around this time we were starting to wonder if everyone else's tires were going to last. 
Oh yeah, because they were all on hard right? at this point, right? Well, they were all f- they were all on hard, but they'd all changed at um, the Albin lap of the old uh, mm-hmm. yeah Albin Albin the Albin uh, red car, right? So everyone had been going on hard tires for I don't know almost fifty laps, almost forty five forty five ish. Not, not, well, because no. they did it. What lap nine, lap ten was um, the red, the red flag. Like that, yeah, I don't know. So I got switch. distracted by the second one. Yeah, but um, everyone talks about the second one. But at that point, like, and we had Hamilton on the radios being like, "I'm not sure if these tires are going to last." And then all of a sudden, Magnuson loses a wheel, and we're all like, "Was it the tire?" Yeah, like mm. is that's a good point. Who's, who's going to be next? And then we saw he hit the wall, and it's like, "Oh, uh, okay, it's it's." It's a bummer. It's, it's not. It's not it's, as exciting as it yeah. looked. It's. Mm, it's funny. It's like, funny. I, I love a good Kevin Magnuson crash. Absolutely They're funny. More, just as everyone, everyone else does. I but. I like them as long as no one gets hurt. Let's let's be clear here. Crashes are hilarious until someone gets hurt. Even then. Even then. <laughs> Even then. Uh, who knows? Who knows? This is what they sign up for. But so yeah, we had let's let's go kind of break let's try and break this down. We won't, I know we've yes. already talked about. So at first it was a Lu- uh, Charles Leclerc beach in the gravel. He that caused a virtual safety car, and then I think a full safety car until he was cleaned up. That went that went by really quickly. Had a fun little uh, George Russell in the lead start. George Russell and uh, the two that's when the two Mercedes were in the lead. Yeah, and then um. And then uh, what 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 happened? What was it? Oh, well, George Russell um, talked back, and uh, which we all, you know I have a little special thing for you. Uh, we'll play that we'll play that later in the Do show. You? I have a spe- special funny thing for you. We'll we'll was talk I on the right track? Somewhat. We'll we'll okay. talk about this later in the show because this will go down. We, this will be the, the conspiracy corner deep dive uh, later <laughs> on. Uh, and then George, so George went in for which, fair enough. Like when you know you're going to get overtaken, give Lewis. Lewis has got the pace. Give them let him just let him just go. Uh, we can see what happens. I I agree. I kind of agree with what what you what you say. What you will say later on, um, and which is go Russell go. Yeah, go Russell go. <laughs> get him. He's in the lead. Give them. Like, you should have given him the DRS for Lewis to gain that speed up. Uh, but he just who knows what's going to happen. And then, um, well, those are two different points. Oh, okay. Right? Well, like let's 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 hop to this, let's and then we'll 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 go chronologically here yeah. because there's yeah. just too much. So yeah. let's. Let's look at the Russell situation. First off, the pit stop during the safety car. You know, or no, it was just before the safety car. Well, the safety car was announced. I think. Yeah. No, I don't, I'll, I'll I don't know. Either I way, should, no, I should have written this. Russell's in the lead. They tell him, you know, maybe, maybe let Hamilton ahead. Um, unless I translated that wrong because they use a lot of jargon that I don't understand sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, well, no. I'm going to I'm going to keep going. Um and then they were like, "Well, let's uh let's have you come into the pit." And this is part of a grand strategy, which the strategy ultimately didn't matter because there was a red flag right after. Um mm-hmm. so really it just got Russell out of first spot. Which was a shame. Now, my little, you know, it's an I don't know if ironic is the right word, but the little, you know, fate tragedy of it all is that would they have kept Russell as a one-two with Hamilton, right? When Verstappen would have tried to overtake Hamilton, Hamilton might have had not a big chance because, let's face it, Verstappen's a rocket, right? 
but might have had a little bit of a chance if he had a car in front of him that he could have used his own DRS, right, to defend. Yeah. Like, that's that's where it's kind of like it's tragic strategy that didn't pan out well. Um, ultimately, though, Russell didn't seem too sour at the end of the race, so that was no. nice because, to see. Because he avoided crashing his car. He did. Yeah, he did wonderful with that's, that. That's why he's not. That's why he's not upset because he didn't die. <laughs> he, he survived. Well, him and Ricardo also had a little bit of a moment while watching the the race and oh, everything, yeah. right? Yeah, where yeah. they kind of broke down for a bit. That was well, that was kind of heartwarming to see. It's so it's so easy to bro down with um with uh what's his name Daniel Ricardo. So yeah, complain about that. Yeah, yeah. his yeah. smile is just contagious. It's just, it is it is a contagious thing. Which but Russell's too. Russell is the ultimate British lad. Hey, chaps, let's go, guys. <laughs> like, you know, like he, he's so perfect <laughs> for it. It's like he's the guy that you knew knows plays polo. Yeah. Like on horses, not water Yeah, but you polo. don't want to make fun of him for it. No, because he's just he's just a good lad. Yeah. You know? he's, just a, he's just a right old chap. You know? No, he's absolutely. A, he's, a, he's a gent. He's so nice. He's like you can go to the pub and have a pint with the guy as well as t- talked about your life story. And he's going to support you yeah you know yeah he's he's good we need to have like a special george russell moment we should get like a, a picture of him in the studio that we can put up every single thing and just have a like uh, i 100 percent agree yeah just because it's not hamilton you shut your mouth <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know already you already know i have five or six hamilton posters ready to go <laughs> so then then there was the whole you know um albin and the poor, gravel poor alex albin he came in uh what what when when did it was that? He was he was in P six. He, he was in P six. I gotta say P five, P six. If 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 it had It's not bad. Not, no not bad at all, but P five, P six in Australia seemed to be a cursed spot. I think Australia seems to be a cursed spot after should, this weekend. Is, you texted me asking <laughs> you 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 asked I, uh, me should we keep the race in and we should one hundred percent keep it just for this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I definitely, yeah. I definitely think more, more races should be like this. Yeah, I th- and I think Alvin went out in like turn five or six, something like that. Um, I don't know. That. You'd have to check that. But how do we feel about? And I wish Walter was here. Um, he'll be here. He'll co- Walter will come in the latter half of the show. I don't know. Worry. Maybe, maybe we'll re-ask this question around this time. Which I know we said we shouldn't like double dip, but I mean, we'll see. Um, but how do we feel about a red flag being used to sweep the gravel when, you know, historically that hasn't really been the precedence. Usually it's just a safety car. Yeah. Um, this is a really good question. And I think Twitter blew up all over about this. I know um, one of my favorite, one of my favorite podcasts is P1 with Matt. Tommy talked about, Matt was talking about it all the time, like for gravel, really? And like, that's a really bad expression. I'm sorry, Matt. Don't ever. I want you on the show, so please don't listen to this episode as I fake your accent. Just, so just dig out of it. Dig out sorry. of it. Dig so up. He, the, everyone was kind of talking about like, is this really unfair and necessary? And I think, uh, all in all, in all, I think the way the FIA and F1 handled this um, race in terms of flags were was kind of sloppy. Uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that Messi Massey was in the standings when uh, this happened. Of you course, did not. Of course, I'm talking about Michael Massey. Michael Massey, who was the previous race director that caused the 2021 drama. And I'm not surprised that, uh, and, and my gosh, the amount of jokes that I've seen about Messi Massey. Oh, coming I in. know the memes. He deserves it. He deserves every single one of them for destroying that championship. Here's However, 
my point of this is, is I think that really that championship of 21 brings up the question that the FIA, I think, and Formula One are still trying to answer, which is, are we, is the priority to get racing laps to make sure that the track, everything is done to get racing going? It's a motor race. It's a motor race, Toto, not a watch race, as the famous words from Michael Maxey were. So in that context, I still say no, could have just picked up the gravel and swept it away. But if that is the goal, then okay. But everyone, every team should know going into it that, okay, this is probably going to be a red flag. Prepare, Know to prepare for a red flag for if the answer is, if a car goes off and cr- causes a crash or goes off the road, then that's seriously considering a red flag for the race to prioritize racing laps. And that needs to be a very clear answer. Right. That's my stance, at least. It just needs to be whatever the decision is needs to be clear because otherwise you're going to have moments where that completely mess up someone's race strategy, like what happened with Carlos Sainz and George Russell. Yeah. But is it not, you know, just to play devil's advocate, right? Is it not a good thing that they seem to be prioritizing safety? Oh, it's 100% right? a good thing. Where it's like, it, it seems it seems like a little bit of an overprotectiveness, right? Because we're just talking about a little bit of gravel. But they are kind of going at it with uh, at least what they're justifying so far has been the, you know, there's a bunch of gravel on the road we should remove that so that the the wheels and the cars don't roll on it and you also got to think of the workers clearing the gravel they're going to be out on track and right having to clear the thing. and i mean so even the safety car goes pretty yeah pretty fast yeah well fast for us fast for us yeah, the safety car well, goes like 120 kilometers an hour and that's like that's average high, highway speeds and for f1 drivers i don't want to be sweeping gravel on the highway Ex- well, it, it, I, that's yeah exactly right <laughs> i uh I, you can give me any broom you like but i'm not yeah and you gotta think of like track location they're sweeping gravel on track into a corner that's a blind corner that these cars are driving 120 kilometers on so yeah, yeah. is it a, is it a fair call yes is it necessarily the right call? I don't know. Who knows? Nah. I don't. I think that it would have been more interesting to keep their safety car because probably would have been a, what three or four laps, and then here we go. But or it could have been longer. Who who really knows? I think they're trying, still trying to assess the damage. And if you're trying to assess the damage of a car, it's probably easier to just say red flag it, take the car off. But still, yeah. I don't. Again, I think. There wasn't really need for a red flag for that one. Yeah. But I understand the potential reasons why you wouldn't. Work. And then especially to be hit with uh, with Magnuson hitting gravel right after. Yeah. Right. It got yeah. swept up. Research. And then uh, <laughs> and then during um, Hamilton's pace lap, he just goes through it because couldn't stop. Yeah. yeah that, was, that was an odd pacing. Which one? For Hamilton, when he was um, doing the startup pace lap after the safety car. Oh, that right? was a fun one. Right. That was and, and everyone at the back was just like almost stopping. But see, that was a bit different, though. That's what everyone was kind of. That's one of the other things that people said of all the penalties and things to investigate. Weirdly, everything seemed to only be racing incidents that were investigated. Yeah. Other than Carlos Sainz's. 
penalty, which, uh, which we'll get into here because it's getting close to that second that second restart. But Lewis is Lewis was right. He knew he knew what the rules were. He was totally available. Ava- ava- sorry, he was totally allowed and available to take his own pace to warm up his tires at his own speed. Despite Verstappen calling out like you got ten ten car lengths behind, he kind of he wasn't. I think at the t- I think it's fair to say he wasn't at the time. Well, the car was gone. Yeah, so he didn't need to be exactly. Like, like technically speaking, he was technically speaking. He was okay doing what he was doing, and he was in the right to choose how he was going to do it. Yeah, because at this but, point, it was a like formation lap setup, right? Yeah, it was a formation lap setup, but it was still really awkward. So oh, awkward yeah. that at the back, they were feeling all the effects of his awkward pace. And I think someone also stopped in the back, too, though. They, yeah, well, stopped. they had to. Yeah. They had to around that corner, right? And that's like, that's what happened was they were, they almost got like um, traffic jammed, right? Where Zhao then had to, couldn't stop in time, went on to the outside. And then Magnuson couldn't stop in time and went right through the gravel. Yeah. Grass. Right? I think it was grass this time. No, it was oh, the gravel. It was gravel. It was oh, gravel. Okay. Yeah, the same gravel they had just swept up. Yeah. Right? What a what a what a what a turntable of irony. Hashtag <laughs> 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 turntable of irony. It's it's gonna be a thing. We'll, we'll get T-shirts on it. Just a turntable of irony. Just, just a turntable. Just of a turntable. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a fun. That was a weird part. And there was no penalties given to that one. That was always a. Um, that was I don't I don't know a lot of people were like the like I was watching the Sky Sports commentary. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, what what do you do for that? They they like, they're they questioning what happened. It was it was just an odd pace. Yeah, and then of course we get to the inf- infamous restart of the race. I think I have a really fun clip of it. If you want me to play it, I totally can. Well, I mean, for the listeners, are the listeners going to be able to see anything? No, but you can. What hear are the you playing? Fine, I was going to put the re- the restart madness to to it all, but we don't need to do that because <laughs> it's the race. Picture a bunch of engine noises and and metal crashes, people. Yeah, <laughs> like. just 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 sadness, really. <laughs> but yeah, well, so the second restart. Let's L- one crash after restart. another after another, all instigated really by not really actually no not really because some of them insti- did it themselves. Well, wait before we do that, do we want to touch on Russell's engine failure? Was that before? It was. That was before. Was before. Oh, that okay. was much before. Yeah. So like. There, there's so, so much we could talk about. Right. George Russell. We'll, well, we'll do the full anecdote of Russell later because I have, I have some fun. I have a fun little clip for you for okay. later in the show. But yeah, then but we before that, there is the Verstappen takeover. The overtake, yeah. With yeah, the, if we're it. going chronologically, there was a safety car. Then there was Magnussen hitting gravel during Hamilton's pace lap. Then um, Verstappen taking Hamilton uh, from the outside with DRS, which. It was just a different speed. He's just yeah. that car is just un- unbelievable, right? Yeah. Like, that, what was it? My favorite DRS. meme so far is when Will Smith presses the button in um, Men in Black, right? Oh, the, yeah. the whole car like turns into a rocket, and then it just goes through the tunnel, it's and just it's not like RV nineteen. Yeah, someone someone on Twitter put that with uh, the line when Verstappen takes over. Yeah. Right, and the DRS kicks in, and <laughs> it's just like, well, yep, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, you know, here we go. Um, and like again, there at some point you just when you can't defend it, 
you can't defend it. I mean, I, I I feel bad for Lewis who wants to be in the championship running and at that and in that stage he wants to be able to defend himself. Yeah. But when he can't, you just can't this year until something happens. Some teams are going to eventually figure out the quad DRS that that Red Bull has with their rear wing, which I want us to deep dive on that to see how the rear wing works. I will do some research. That is how they're really doing it because Red Bull has managed to affect the aerodynamics to really unlock the power of the oh, rear yeah. end in this car. Well, that's, that's where their main focus has been. Yeah. And that's really, I think, in their development, people are like, well, how come development-wise, typ- typically these rules and penalties that are in place are supposed to make it so that they can't develop this way or that they not so much can't develop this way, but they have less development time. But Red Bull clearly did not need that red that time because they only need they focus it into the, the most important area, and you gotta give them so much credit for focusing it's on the, the quality right versus quantity, right? Exactly, quantity. They don't they they don't need that much time. They've no. got yeah, they've got some big brains down at the Red Bull. Yeah. Um. So after the the takeover, um. Oh, then I have a a note about contact between Sonoda and Piastri, but there was no. There's barely any. That was barely any incident, but still a lot of contact. Yeah. So far in this race, um. Do you think that that's because you you yeah when we were planning the episode out the other day you asked you meant brought up the question of the racetrack and safety and and is out of all the tracks that are getting re renewed for their contracts is this yeah. one that needs to be renewed i don't i want it to be renewed i think we all I want, still it, to want it to be renewed don't get me wrong i am one of the spectators that loves chaos and crashes oh yeah everyone does. but i don't know what it is as i'm getting older i'm actually like considerate of others sometimes gross right they, these these are professional drivers that signed <laughs> up for this death defying effort and so well. now i'm starting to wonder about the safety for them but there's still a spectator inside of me that's like, no, keep this and um, make everything just slightly narrower, just <laughs> just by worse. ten centimeters. Yeah, just you know, just just, <laughs> just ten just centimeters ten on each side. Don't yeah. tell anyone. But See what happens. See if it's like that two millimeter step on a on a staircase. You know, mm-hmm. where it's mm-hmm. like if one of the steps are two millimeters off, you'll trip ninety percent of the time. Let's let's just see if it's the same thing with Formula One drivers and the track. You know, I mean, just, it's definitely going to happen. Just narrow it, it just yeah. a little bit. It definitely, it's one hundred percent going to happen because they're so used to that. Because every every like millisecond, millimeter, and millisecond matters yeah. in the sport, right? So, but which but. the grid was a little bit wider this time around. And the Max marks. and Max Verstappen and Max Verstappen still managed to park himself outside of the outside of the race, the starting lines, and yeah. he didn't get penalized for it. Which there's, I think, probably a good reason for that, probably because he was so far ahead that they're like, yeah, there's no. P-. I mean, also it's actually so no, he wouldn't have been. He would have hundred percent fallen down because it would. It was at the restart, so I think there should have been a penalty. It looked looked in the penalty for that. I didn't notice. Yeah, there is like oh, you can find it on Twitter at pit at the pit stop sh- underscore strategy. Oh that's no. a really good one. There's a there's oh a legitimate. No. T- I send it to Walter. And I'll what do what do we do? What do we do if Verstappen loses his uh, his P one? What what? <laughs> I mean, like Lewis would have won. But see, look there. That's yeah, the Lewis. Start. Oh wow, you're right. He is yeah. he is way off. Yeah, he's way off. Huh. He, he started early too. <laughs> he he's a, he's a forward and off to the side, so he's fine. But there's probably a good. I've been told that there's been a good reason that was addressed, but I haven't looked up all the videos for it. So, so knows? the power unit failure. Sorry, I'm excited about that. Was it a power unit? Or was it, was it well, power actually, unit? so there's no confirmation. 
This is speaking to my listeners. This is for George Russell's yes. engine that caught on fire that caused, I think it was just a safety car because he managed to get past oh, the yeah, pit no. lane and off to the side. So he's totally he pulled safe. over pretty good. Driver is okay. Car is not, which is okay that the car is not okay. So it just means they have to develop it better. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah. I don't know if it's a developmental issue because... Um, no, I'm saying it's now, an excuse to develop develop better and to make it waste when it comes. Possibly, possibly, right? This is speculation. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there that this is completely speculation because um, that I know of, they haven't really given an official uh, um, release as to what happened. So this is just me guesstimating. So follow me on this journey. But uh, it kind of looks like uh, a piston dropped. Right. Or mm. there was a, a misfiring in one of the pistons, like the in one of the chambers, just because of the sputtering of the flames. That's okay. the only thing I can come up with. It's um, it's it's kind of something you haven't seen in a few years, you know, is uh, is a car just having the exhaust fire like that. But well, we saw it. We saw it last year with Carlos. Did we? Yeah, because Carlos had that really terrible one that... Um, oh, yeah. No, you know what? You might be right. But anyways, yeah. for um, I'm going to assume I'm correct, which is possibly to be wrong. But anyways, let's <laughs> assume I'm correct here. And I'm just going to break it down for anyone who wants to know how this happens. Mm. Um, so what happens is there's a pre-combustion chamber and then a combustion chamber where the piston goes up and down, right? And the fuel-air mixture usually burns completely within those two chambers before then being pushed out into the exhaust. So what happens when something malfunctions, either a spark plug doesn't work or, or what have you, or um, a piston is off-timing, is, uh, is that one of those chambers will have unburnt fuel-and-air mixture that will go into the exhaust. And then with the heat of the exhaust and everything will combust mm -hmm. and then we'll create flames. And that's how you get a backfire. And then and you get the happened. sputtering flames. Right. Um, so that's that's my guesstimation. I could be completely wrong. But I mean, you've been you've been what, two for two so far? I don't know. I think so. When we actually like research it. And yeah, maybe, maybe, probably I get I get some wrong sometimes and then sometimes I get some right. Well, but in, in as long as I can explain when I'm wrong, why I could be right. That's that's <laughs> what matters. I think you've been two for two in everything that we've researched. The only one, the only one that we haven't been able to figure out has been the Lance Stroll and the and the Alex Albon breaks. Which I right. feel that's an electrical issue. I feel there's been and a lot be. of electrical issues so far this year. It's hard to season. tell. There's um also looking just while we're in the technical corner of things. Uh, did you know? that Mercedes changed their drivetrain before this race. I did know that. Yeah, one of four. So yeah. they can only do another three changes before the end of the season. It's kind of early on to do that kind of change. Mm, I mean, I, th I think typically, yes, it would be. Uh, in Considering Verstappen's complaints, though, should Red Bull be... <laughs> the, the should they take lead on this? <laughs> Hopefully, no. No, no, no. Because no, it's no, been, no. what, both Jetta and this race that he's been complaining pretty loudly about the downshifts all and three. the drivetrain all three all three he's been complaining all three about the drive yeah the down which i think it's good because that means that the car is not completely invulnerable it means we like i and i don't know how much red bull can actually do 
because they have they're penalized for upgrade upgrading and, and everything this season. Yeah. So which is great because and that's because that's the rules and how they should be followed. But uh, or just cater a bunch more. But um, yeah, I don't. I really don't know with that. I feel like there's there is something to be said of it not being perfect. Uh, yeah. That will make it interesting to see what happens, and also just something to be said about the fact that like it's he has this complaint and or th- this problem with the car, but he's still able to to absolutely dominate in it. And I think you brought up uh, one uh, off air times when you and I chat. I think you brought up something really funny, where it's like maybe the, it's just such a good car and so smooth that these things that he would not have noticed in any other car now get noticed because <laughs> I mean <laughs> because it's this is the one problem. It's possible also that. I mean, the drivetrain in a Formula One car is kind of odd because it is quite long. Like, and the parts that it's attached to are quite small. Like, we don't realize how small an engine a Formula One actually is, right? Or the transmission or any of those things. Um, The cars aren't longer and wider because these components are big. They're longer and wider for aerodynamic reasons, Mm -hmm. right? And so things like the drivetrain tend to be a little bit odd when it comes to length and thickness and then the amount of of motion they go through. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't completely invalidate him on one end. On the other end, it doesn't seem to have caused that much of an issue so far. But he did have a DNF during quali. But he then, like, you know, got back to P2 in no time. Um, It's hard to tell. I think no matter what, when you're looking at Formula 1, there's always going to be a way to improve. Yeah. And I think, yeah, there's just really, that's just, end end of the day, what it is. Yeah. Right? Like, there's always something that... that Also, I'd rather have a driver like Verstappen who gives constant feedback to the engineers. Yeah. Right? Because they know what to look at. It's better than having you know a driver who's like oh i'm first place i'm 11 seconds ahead of everybody and this car feels fantastic don't worry about it yeah you, you want to know you want to like be he's knowing. always pushing to try to get a little bit more of an edge yeah well and that's i think what makes max Verstappen such a talented driver is that he's willing to just put whatever he needs to do and put that car through the ringer to get the best out of it constantly even yeah. if he practices everything he's hitting those curves he's hitting the rumble lines he's hitting everything to push that as fast as, as hard as he can yeah he's a hundred percent focused uh, um you wanted to bring up uh, a fun little or another little segment of the rookie battle because devries and sergeant bumped into each other a little bit yeah and a then little, uh a little, a little fight <laughs> Which yes, I'm, they did. Which you're in the lead now, which hurts us. Am I really? Because Piastri got oh, points. Right, so right. He, he did. He got four points. This you, you, the sad part is too actually because he's in T eight. Yeah. Okay, yes. Norris got four. Norris in, got uh, four. Yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah. Which so this is the worst part is that this might be what decides the rookie battle. It might be <laughs> because he might be it the only be. points the rookies ever get. <laughs> so, Although I don't know. 
don't, I don't know. know. Give it a couple more red flags and we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know what penalties I have to take if I have, if I want to make a a rookie a rookie battle sw- a pull switch. Yeah. If I am allowed to do that, but uh, no, you can't do a pull switch. Okay, well then. No, no, the polls have, been, the set. have been set. We need more people. Reach out. You can always reach <laughs> out to us on the F World Podcast uh, Discord by searching that up or following any of the links in our social media bios to the Discord and, and other social media links. You can always message us about what your takes would be, what your picks for the rookie poll. And also we in our Discord, we have an up next um, section in our, in our stuff. You can talk to us in the cool down room and, and there's another chat room called the up next chat and you can ask us questions and bring us topics to talk about in the next few episodes because there's no races there's no races three weeks that's okay this race alone has given us so much material to rehash that it's gonna be fine we might do um we might have to do an uh an entire episode just about the um radio chatter because it's it's possible it's It's possible So speaking of the rookies, there was also Ocon's beautiful overtake of Piastri, which I realize doesn't play into, you know, the rookies winning. But um, no, it's about it's about lowering down McLaren, though. So it's accepted here. (laughs) Okay, And then Sonoda right after bumps like it was just a one one takeover to takeover done. It was just really nice. Yeah. And um. And yeah, and then let's be honest, for the rest of the race, like at this point, I think we're at like lap 16. And then I, I kind of fell asleep. And so did Verstappen because then he hit grass, right? With by a lockup. He locked <laughs> up. I Oddly, like the quotation but, words. Yeah, because we don't really know. He probably just wasn't paying attention. Was like, oh, crap. I, I like to I, think that like me on my couch, this was the time where the Cheetos hit. <laughs> oh no! And you're in. just like, you know, you're slipping into that food coma. Nothing's happening. And then... Bang! Verstappen hits grass. It's like when you um, are chilling on the couch with the kind of like picturing the Cheetos and that, and the Cheeto phone, you drop a Cheeto because you're absently trying to, like, you know, when you're just watching the TV and, like, okay, whatever, and you p- don't pay attention to what, how you're eating. Yeah. And, you, and a Cheeto fumbles off the lip. And, you're like, oh, and then, and the chaos that ensues of trying to fumble. Trying to grab Cheeto. that Cheeto is you spilling everything mute. else. No, well, not so much. You just mute. You just mute the TV by accident. Oh, you have so very uneventful chaos. Well, this was an uneventful <laughs> chaotic moment with uh, Verstappen. It was. So it was like, it really was. It yeah. was, you know. And then still, I think he still blamed the team for it. I think so. Like, and then the shortly tires. after, Norris and Halkenberg fought for eighth for a yeah. couple turns. That was uh, that was an interesting one, resulting in in Halkenberg hitting gravel. Because mm-hmm. that's everyone's favorite spot for this which, race. <laughs> which, funny enough, our station manager, Aaron Levy, decided to... Uh, he, he sent me a fun little text like, how come gravel? What's with gravel? How come this? <laughs> What's like, up with the gravel? Why why gravel? Why instead of something else? Because the cars go? demand it. Yeah, because nothing else is going to work. It's like a it's magnet yeah. attracting every driver to Except for Stappen, because he's in a different car, so yeah. obviously it's attracted to grass. Yeah, or just like <laughs> the one time that he mi- he mistakes a brake, and he's totally fine in that. <laughs> so, but I think that's that completely off the the off sidetrack, like way way further than sidetrack. There was um there there was a person once who was buying a car uh when I was working at BMW. And our sales agent comes in like crying of laughter into into the service uh, service pen. We're like, what happened? And he's like, this person's trying to buy a car and 
they walk by one of the manuals and they go, why does this one have two brake pedals? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and, like, as a salesperson, he had to, like, keep Spoiler. a straight face, you know? <laughs> and then he's just like, I will be right back. And he came straight to us and just crashed in laughter. Um, but, yeah, so Hulkenberg hitting the gravel and then... The final event. Magnuson loses a tire, hitting the wall. Safety car on lap 50, followed by a red flag on 56. Start on 57. And chaos. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The chaos. The absolute, absolute chaos. Chaos. It's two laps to sort out who wins this one. Immediately, Verstappen is chopping ahead of Lewis Hamilton, who will try and edge out Fernando Alonso. It's as you were from the top three. It's going to be close to contact. And Fernando Alonso is spun round by Carlos Sainz. Perez is off the road. It's Max Verstappen with the lead. Then it's Hamilton. And there's a crash at the back of the field. Into the wall goes Gasly. And it's absolute chaos on the restart. Oh, it's deep. He's deep stroll into the corner. It's total, total chaos. Sainz is looking and he's fighting with Gasly. They both draw each other in to go in too deep. And Alonso's looking at switchback time on Hamilton and Sainz carries too much speed, hits the right rear of Alonso. Then you've got your two Alpines that must come to blows themselves then afterwards. Big impact into the wall for the two Alpines. And Sargent did not stop for turn one either, so he's gone straight into the back of De Vries. The, mar the marshal shrugging behind the barriers. And that was the chaotic, chaotic restart of uh, lap 57 that right. ensued into one of the... Arguably one of the craziest spectacles I've ever seen, but um, before we get it, before we get into that chaos, we thought it'd be because there's so much that we don't know or can't comment on and don't know what to do, Marion. We thought we'd get our very special guest. Well, not really a guest anymore. He's always cops up in here. Walter Foreman is back with us here, coming in a little bit later on this. But as always, the second half, you always show up. Our chronic guest. Yeah, well, certainly. Certainly, thanks for having me, and it, it's good to be back. Uh, my apologies to the both of you and uh, to any of the listeners there as well. I do typically try to be here for the first half, but just schedules didn't permit it uh, today. So I am glad to be here, as they say, better late than never, I hope. And, uh, nice suit, by the way. I was very dapper. Thank you, thank you. Loving, loving, the, <laughs> loving the pattern of the gray. Yeah, not much F1 today. I must have something somewhere, I hope. But yeah. You know, when no, you were Ferrari talking about pen. chaos, I thought, well, that was going to be the segue. Speaking of chaos, here's Walter. <laughs> <laughs> you and your, you and your, your call outs and like who's going to retire and, and make everyone cry this this year or something. But Walter, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry for you. You were hoping for it. McLaren got points. Yeah, you, you well, were hoping there wouldn't be points well, for McLaren. No, <laughs> I think to be fair, you brought that up uh, after our uh, our quality show. And uh, I was, I hope, quite clear. I, I really would have been surprised had McLaren not scored points this season. Of course, even Williams can score points. So um, yeah. they did get points. Uh, those points did put the rookie ahead, uh, Piastri ahead in the rookie pool. He now has points. Yeah. And do, the question I brought up earlier was, do you think these are the only points they'll that score <laughs> that will be scored? No, I, I still don't. I, I, um, I'd be very, very surprised if McLaren doesn't get more points. They had two point finishing cars, obviously, mm -hmm. in Australia. Um, so Piastri leading the rookies now with points. Yeah. Yeah. But let's 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 be fair, right? That last startup was of twelve cars, so it would have been. Um, would have been quite difficult for them not to do points. 
Well, that's a good point, <laughs> uh, pun intended. Yes, uh, there were only 12, and points, of course, scored down to 10th. So, yeah, not to get points and finish in Australia is sort of a, a double blow. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like you, we have to be happy for Piastri to be getting point. his first we points. We don't have to be. <laughs> we, does, we definitely have to be. <laughs> so defensive. Yeah. Mm. If he wasn't for McLaren, I think we would all be happy if for that Oscar got his first points in his first ever home race. Yeah, so you're right. That's, you're right. That's always a nice yeah. little touch. And not only uh, an Aussie scoring in the Aussie GP, but he himself from Melbourne, living very near to Albert Park. It, it is a it is a nice story. You're right. Yeah, just should not have been with. Would have been nice if it wasn't with uh, Zach Brown's team. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, okay, well, that, that was his own choice too, right? He could have he could have stayed with Alpine. So yeah, and he just cho- chose not to. Which <laughs> I don't know if you would really want that now because right? they, they seem to be yet again. I actually looked this up. So. Alec, so Esteban Ocon has crashed into every single teammate he's had. Well, there you go. Speaking of chaos, and I think that's what brought <laughs> us back from the break, uh, there was a lot of chaos in those final laps, and not least of which were the two Alpines um, crashing out. Yeah, yeah, and it's so sad. Uh, again, a, a moment of silence for our, our fallen hero, Pierre Gasly, who just an innocent of innocent casualty. Just keep of rubbing war. that one. Yeah, I will, because I thought it was a solid joke that no one's laughed at. No one, everyone will get tired of by the end of this episode. But oh, we were tired of it before okay, the episode that, began. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, but no, that's it's just too bad. He, he he was having a fantastic race. Was best of the rest in P five, and then the P five P six curse happened and yeah. locked you out. If only it could have happened to Perez too. But no, and and let's face it, Gasly's been an amazing driver this season. He's really done. He's you done know, not, well. Not saying he wasn't amazing before, but it's. It's noticeable or remarkable. I think that has a lot to do with what some of you, Walter, you and I talked about in, in our qualifying episode, which was the AlphaTauri car just isn't a car that's made to be top 10 competitive. And so now that Pierre is in a top 10 competitive car, he's doing better. And yeah. he's showing he's really showing the techniques and skills that come out of being in, in that type of car or that you need to have when you're in that car. And he's doing... Um, doing really well and if he wasn't it wasn't for some bad luck in the last few races i think he would be a lot higher in points wise than he than he is but yeah that that chaos though my god chaos what a what a we had a total of eight incidents i think i have a a list here we have Alpine crashes into each other perez goes into the gravel alonso is made to spin out by sands um, although his knowledge and attitude, yes. can we just, can we just pause here for a sec and acknowledge like he, Alonso, the, the, yeah, Alonzo, the, the engineers are like, you know, is the car okay? Are you okay? And he's like, yep, car's fine. Let's go. You know, like, let's, let's keep going. And I was just like, oh, wow. And something I, I texted, like, I'd be swearing. Yeah. And something I texted Walter about during the race was the, uh, his, uh, Alonzo's ability to react, know what to do. Put the put the car along the side, not into the barrier, but just enough so that he can continue going and not beach it. He's a what a what a force to what a force to see. Yeah. On so then then we have DeVries and Sargent, right? And their little uh their little incident. We got Stroll who gets beached. That's five. And then no restart with twelve cars. I must have gotten my eight from. Uh, you counted the other ones. I did. I counted the other stuff. Well, no, that's more than eight then, because let's let's go for uh, a race total of incidents here. We've got those five. We've got Magnussen loses a tire. Um, George Russell. Hulk Hulkenberg hitting the gravel. 
-hmm. Verstappen hitting grass. Um, no, that's an overtake. Uh, that's an Leclerc overtake. going off. Uh, Russell's PU failure. Um, contact between Sonoda and Piastri. Uh, that's Verstappen taking Did over. Did we not also DeVries have... contact hot by Ocon. Okay. That one. And I'm going backwards here. Uh, Magnuson hitting gravel again. Sorry. We, did, we just talked about Sargent okay. and, um, yep. and DeVries and the, at the restart. Yep. So yep. that's 12. Are we at 12 now? I think we're at 12. Oh. And then uh, the red flag for the gravel. Um, so then there's the Albin hitting yeah. the, the gravel. There's the... And and that's, oh, and then the very first Charles Leclerc beach. So that's fifteen. Did I count 15? right? Yeah, yeah. somewhere 15, in there. Fifteen and I mean, incidents. Certainly, a, an action-packed race. race. Um, qualifying was interesting, of course, as we said. The start of uh, the Aussie GP was a little bit interesting. After that, I was kind of again. There was a a bit of a lull there in the middle, but but obviously the last uh, you know yeah. the last couple of laps. Really unprecedented, uh, in unprecedented in modern day F1. I mean, Abu Dhabi 2021, of course, there were some interesting elements there. And yeah. of course, the the fact that Massey was again, Michael Massey was at the race in Australia this uh, year makes, yeah. I think, for a lot of memes. Yes, it, it really yeah. does. We definitely have that. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, action, action packed to say the least, to say the least. Well, it was action-packed, and I think, you know, uh, talking of Alonso and his attitude, uh, you know, he was off of the podium originally there for a moment. Yeah. And it was looking rather grim, and then, as you say, he handled it quite well, and at the end of the day, he's back on the podium. So yeah. I think much to be said for his driving, for his recovery, for his attitude. He's just really firing on all cylinders. Right. Yeah. And the reason why he was off the podium for a bit was because – the race order. So when they were going to restart it for the third time, <laughs> yeah. so just in the third, that is a like you know restart it. There's only they have to the the sport at a racing event. You have to end on a like all cars have to like be have to drive across to end. That's like the rule, right? To actually have to, have to end on, on a drive across the line. And so the racing event, uh, quote unquote racing event, was just safety car out goes through a, goes through a lap and then they go through another little soft lap, which then. In the middle of the soft lap, uh, fans were starting to come out, which that was yet again another ugh, mishap of this this thing. Yeah, Messi Massey's race. That's all I can really say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, uh, but the the reason why Alonso almost didn't get the podium was because at the the question of the third restart, what is the order? They didn't even go because technically the rules is if you go through a sector. That's when you have that the at the establishes restart, a new order. Establishes a new order. Bizarre this, love triangle. Yeah, and this one they didn't even go through an entire sector, so they were trying to figure out where where do I they just start got that. With. And yeah, I didn't get it. There, so it's, 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 it's a good. song. Yeah, bizarre love triangle. It's a song by New Order. Oh. So we said established a new order. Oh. Yeah. That was that was that was a good one that went over my head. No worries. Yeah. It probably apologies. went over a lot of people's heads. Yeah. My apologies. No, don't watch. That was, that was a good one. But yeah, so that's... that's I feel like Captain America, when he gets that, he's like, hey, I, got that I got that reference. I got that. Yeah. That's what I felt like right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Sorry. so order got reestablished into its proper way, so it means Alonzo kept the podium, which means I'm correct. I called it out on the on, on air. I called it out. You did have the uh, top three. You're right. Yeah. I, I, I sort of did when I said George Hamilton. 
You almost said because I said Hamilton, <laughs> so I was half right. George <laughs> Hamilton, I like <laughs> that. Throw that down. Lewis Russell and yeah. George Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So there you go. Somehow that sounds like real people's names. Well, George oh. Hamilton is a real person. <laughs> yeah, we, we covered that on the Quali show. Oh, okay. I'm sure there must be a Lewis Russell somewhere. Somewhere. If there's a Lewis Russell listening, please contact us. Follow us and contact us right away. So we can send us an email. Yeah, we we immediately want you on air right now. So let can I ask a question? Yes. For uh, for f- for fans of, of F1, like the two of you who are not new fans, but younger fans, certainly younger than I, what's your take on the incidents that unfolded in that race? Is it is it good for F1's image or is it bad for F1's image? Because there are a lot of newer F1 fans coming into the sport from Drive to Survive and the new American races and other things. But I just wonder, any of those fans, what they're going to think of all of that and is that going to give F1 a bit of a black eye? Or is it a situation where, as is often said, there's no such thing as bad publicity? I'll, t- I'll start with this one. So I think it's mainly the latter. No such thing as bad okay. publicity. Well, I a- hope you're a- right. Across this, across like the Reddit, like Reddits, form- Formula Dank has been going crazy with the memes. TikTok, <laughs> same thing. So I think on that perspective, it's been a lot of fun for younger audiences. Um, I think that in general, with the way the crashes were, like how the crash, it just shows what this sport really is. And you're right, because there's a lot of people who come in from uh, Drive to Survive who are unaware of the the procedures of this sport. And it's kind of the same. And I think, like, if you're not taking it the same way that a new you would take it if you were new to hockey or new to another sport, and taking the time to learn what the rules are and to learn that this is something that could happen in the game and in this league in this sport in this event then you're kind of coming at the sport wrong to begin with uh and i think that what was damaging to f1 though wasn't so much the crashes it was the way things were handled in such a confusing matter that's my that's my question yeah specific specifically the the third restart and the penalties and and like the 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 some penalties were were given penalties some weren't uh the only real one that was given was science Got, got mm-hmm. like a, his right. ten, his ten second penalty, yep. uh, and 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 some some weren't followed. Some like, and who in the question of like what is the point of all these this legislature of rules and which ones are not and the and, and which ones are not being followed the same way. I think that is damaging to the sport mm. more so than the actual events and crashes that unfold. Yes. So and that's what I meant when I meant the events, not so much the on track, but the off track, the 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 indecision, the uh, yeah, I think for me that was a lot of it. The indecision where the commentators didn't seem to know what to do. Uh, the officials obviously took a very long time in deciding what to do. When they made their decisions, there were so many people saying, well, why are we doing this? I think pretty much Max Verstappen said the same thing, like why re- why the restart? Even the original red flag, Albon's red flag, yeah. people were questioning mm-hmm. that. So I, it just it well, looked like a sloppy race. And I just I hope that doesn't... Uh, have a detrimental effect on on the new participation that we're seeing. Well, yeah. even t- t- not even just the red flag for the gravel, but like Carlos Sainz's penalty in general, that lap was voided. So how do you have a penalty on a void lap? Mm. And that's something that I think that's one of my tasks for these these three weeks that we have no races. One of my tasks is to figure out why they gave him a penalty on a void lap or what the rule is for that for that handling because. 
I'm pretty intrigued about the rules of this itself. The Max Verstappen's question of why are we even doing this is because in the rules it states that a racing a race end only occurs when cars drive across. So even if it's one car that finishes the race, that is how the race end is signified: is a car driving across the finish line, which would be hilarious if everyone crashed out to the point where only one had to do the final lap, and it's just two laps of that person enjoying. It's going to be Max Verstappen that does that, so I don't want to see that this year, but. It's just Max and a McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> the two survivors. Yeah. One it, because he was too far ahead. The other because he was yeah. too far behind. <laughs> and like even my, my question of like why they started on lap 57 instead of 56. Like how how the laps work when... Because I feel that the when a red flag is called, it should be that lap that is... That's the no laps are going done. So that would have been lap 55 instead of 57 or 56. But there's a way of jumping them and no because they had a lap during the safety car no the red flag was called really quickly yeah but the the safety car got called on lap 55 as it was turning into 56 they were in the the safety car and then while they were on 56 it got turned into a red uh a red flag yeah because then i i've got safety car on lap 55 followed by a red flag on 56 start on 57 okay then my answer then never mind guys so Mary Ange took good <laughs> notes that answered all my questions. Well, most of my questions, but thank you for that. Yeah. So, yeah, but I don't know. Good. You, you, you've yet to answer this question. Yes. To yeah, good for the sport, bad go. for the sport. What, what, what's your take? My, my, my take is I like violence. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> you know, and, 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 a bit and this is orange. No, I, a little bit, but, you know, it's, um, I think. I think I've said it already, but I, I feel like I'm getting older because the young part of me is like, yes, violence, chaos, let's, you know, make Australia even narrower and make the cars faster and just make it even worse. Like, I want more of this hmm. because I was falling asleep near the middle. Yeah. You know, and so was Verstappen. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm not I'm not dying out that joke yet. It's going <laughs> to it's going to keep going. I know it was a lockup, but still. Um, but. I know I'm getting older because part of me is thinking about the safety of the drivers. And mm-hmm. going, well, sure, well, it's important. You know, for the whole FIA communications thing, I think they just need they need uh, a public face. I'm available. That can <laughs> that'd be perfect. I, I look good in a suit. Um, I got a communications degree. Right, and that's and that's <laughs> the key. That's the key. It's the communication. I think that. There's too many whys. There's too many deep dives that need to be done into the regulations. If they could get someone, right, who could explain their decisions to the level of understanding of an eight-year-old child, Mm. right? And I'm not saying that, you know, all fans are at the level of an eight-year-old child. I'm just saying that when something is explained to me as if I was eight. Yeah, yeah, sure. I get it. Yeah. Just simplify and, it and because I am not. There's the, the ability to describe a co- anything complex in a simple way, I think, is a, is a strong indication of mastery of that subject. So and I, I think that that's where they fail. Yeah, maybe. Right? Because they go, okay, we're going to investigate this. They're silent for, you know, a long time. And then they go, we're going to do this. And then there's a lot of questions. Well, why are you going to do this? And what happens with this? And how come Sands is sure. this? And then more silence. Well, and I'm right. I'm sure if they had a press conference, sorry. No, not <laughs> they, at all. If they, it's a rant. But if no, they had no, a, no, no, a no. press conference afterwards of someone who is just like, okay, we get that this is confusing. 
let me simplify it for you. This is what happens. Yeah. And this is what the regulations say and how we interpreted them and bring it down to a simple level. Then you'd have a lot less frustrated fans. Yep, but right no, now agreed. it's it's a lot of, but what's going on? Why did Sands get that penalty if the lap doesn't exist? Why was there another restart? Is it safe to have a restart this late in the race? Was it the only option that they could legally or not legally do, but do within the regulations? Right, you know, right. like there's so many questions and no one to answer them. They just need to get themselves a Walter. <laughs> and again, I am available. Thank you for the plug. Uh, look me up. <laughs> you can job. find me online, Walter Foreman. Um, how much do you think perhaps they are gun shy because of the events of Abu Dhabi 2021? Hmm. Well, I think I think so much of that is 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 part. I think that's all part of it. Yeah. And I think er, er, early in the show, um, we kind of meant we, when we brought up the first red flag, it should that have been a red flag, right? It, and stuff. I think that really is where the FIA and, and F1 are still trying to figure out their question, which uh-huh. is: is the immor- most important part? racing laps and the racing spectacle if yes then there needs to be new rules that are updated that it's very very clear that if these incidents happen every team knows what's going to happen plain language everything yeah right to your guys's point of communication and, and, and understanding there's a reason why there are courses both take, taken at ufe as well as universities across the world that are just called plain language for communications which yeah, are sure. courses about how to simplify and explain, send out news releases, send out press releases, how to how to communicate to the masses about these things. So there's a reason why these these uh, courses exist, and yeah, maybe the FIA needs to take. Well, them, not just the FIA. I was gonna say, I feel like a lot of people who work in communications um, should maybe retake those courses because it's it's the same thing for politics. Like as soon as I read an article on politics, there's so much jargon in there. You might as well read a science fiction. Well, and it's I think it's that. It's just something that happens very often. Like if we, if I think about learning how to drive, you learn how to drive by the textbooks and the rules of the road, and then once you get your driver's license, you relearn how to drive the way people drive. Right. Yeah. Yes. And, and so if you talk about <laughs> communications, people, you know, I I would like to give them the benefit of the doubt that everybody in the FIA, in a public facing role, dealing with communications, is going to have those courses and that background. Yeah. But because we learn one way, but we do a different way. That's maybe, you know, a little bit of why it's not coming out to the, to the public the way we might want it to or expect it to or even need it to. And I think the other thing maybe, too, the FIA could be guilty of, you know, operating in a bit of a bubble, right, where they just think, well, we're the FIA and what we say goes. And we are seeing all these new fans into F1 and other FIA-sanctioned sports like Formula E and everything else. There's, I think, a, a much greater interest in motorsport these days. These days, So maybe the FIA does need to pay more attention to their communications, keeping in mind that not everybody has been following F1 for 30 years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the thing, right? It's, it's what you see in a lot of different niches and communities. It's one of the reasons that anytime I try to do a technical deep dive, I try to break it down to someone who doesn't have mechanical sure. experience. Because I remember being that person. Right. I remember not knowing, you know, um, who Senna was. I remember not understanding what like what the what the purpose of qualifying were. Yeah. Right. And Mm -hmm. everybody, even the most ardent fan was that way once. Like nobody's born known 
who Santa is. Right? Yeah, you, uh, al- everyone although, has to learn. Although, kudos if you are. Well, anyone in the Santa family, excluded, of course. They, they, right. They're born <laughs> knowing who their uncle or great uncle or their grandfather right. was. Yeah. So. But, um, but that's, that's the thing, right? And, and yeah, I, I feel like if, they, if the FIA had a communications person who could just do a press release afterwards... And explain the decisions and explain why they make sense to a level that everyone could understand. Um, I think that they'd stop shooting themselves in the foot with the frustrated fans. I think that no matter how frustrated the fans are, right, can only be good for the sport because it creates memes. It creates things to talk about. It creates videos to make. It creates content, right? Like we're, we're not very agreeable people <laughs> in general, humans aren't very agreeable we need confrontation we need conflict right it's story writing 101 if you don't have conflict you don't have a story and it's the same thing right that's that's why there's so many memes of like you know um after alpine takes each other out you just have like buddy just rubbing his hands and it's like the drive to survive uh managers are just getting ready you know to make money and it's like yeah, because they know that they can they can exploit that conflict. That you know that's a, I think that's a very interesting point. And I, and forgive me if you talked about this in the first hour, but uh, you know I often talk about the spectacle of the sport, and I, I I think that's an important part of it. But there are a lot of people who are criticizing or at least saying similar to what you just said, Marianne, that given the intense focus now on Formula One because of Drive to Survive. Is that either consciously or subconsciously working its way into the decisions that are being made, you know, with a view to, okay, how is this going to look on television? Oh, it's going to look better on television if we red flag the race and have another standing start because that's going to be more exciting. That all depends on is the FIA watching Drive to Survive? themselves are they been well, watching it right I'm sure now? they're not watching it but i wonder <laughs> if they're monetarily uh benefiting from it like i don't know what's oh, who's getting paid for what i'm not saying they are but no there's a lot of money involved here i'm sure so no but that, that was more of a of a quip of like you know if, if you're watching the show and you're invested into the show as a viewer then yeah i can imagine you then regulating the real sport with that kind of mentality of like how do i make how do I make the next episode really juicy? Well, exactly. So, you know? and, and, and even going back to Abu Dhabi 2021, even then people were saying that, that the decisions Michael Massey made then were more in line with just trying to put on a good show for television and or Netflix rather than what's best for the race or the drivers, or the championship, or what have you. So, you know, I'm glad to have Netflix involved with Formula One. I think Drive to Survive is overall a good thing for the sport, bringing in new fans. But at the same time, it's not without complication. No, and that's that's for sure. Um, that's, yeah, yeah. And, and Taryn's been quiet, but I think he's been searching away in the background there for something. What are you fact-checking? Um. Just I'm on the FIA press center looking for press releases to see if they did have something. Oh, I thought yeah. you were dropping and, your resume. And so far <laughs> 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 just find me on LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, and I, I couldn't I could find press releases, uh, you know, about the press conference and they have a transcript, et cetera, et cetera. But I couldn't see any release dedicated to, you know, the red flags and the that's restarts. What, they need a YouTube channel. Again, I'm not saying it's not there, but I just it's if it is there, it's not easy to find. Yes. They There's, need a YouTube channel that says why this 
<laughs> FIA YouTube, right. you know, and have some some young spunk or some Walter or some agreeable person just be like, okay, let's break this down, you know, and let's explain well, it. And this I'm, is why. Yeah, there are lots of people doing that present company included but yeah. there's not the official source perhaps but that's what that's what i mean uh, yeah. like the yeah. actual fia yeah. needs to be like okay here's here's a face here's a channel now explain our decisions in a way they'll understand it so yeah. one of the reasons why i was quiet was because i was looking for this this that exact thing up there is you and you you both are correct there is absolutely nothing around that so yeah. that's that's it's exactly what the FIA open means. communication with so. your fans that's all you got to do yeah it, maybe they should just have, like, like you said, like a YouTube channel that just has playlists. That's like, if you want to learn the rules, here, yeah. here are thirty-minute videos. Yeah, like a tutorial on regulations. Well, Absolutely. Yeah. F one dot com, to their they, credit, they does do, have do that. that. I think about rules, about regulations, about the tech changes. Yeah. F one dot com does that, but I don't think they're going to do anything to explain why it was a red flag and why it was a standing start, not a rolling. Like they won't do that. But to their credit, they do. They do do some things. Yeah, and I think the reason why the FIA <laughs> doesn't want to do that is because, especially maybe potentially with the current regime, the FIA doesn't want more people to know uh, what they're messing up and what they could eventually be like. Hey, we have to answer this question that we don't want to answer. And the more it's one of those things where the more you teach people how to be smart, the more that they will comment and critique yeah, you. That's right. And the FIA, especially this FIA. <laughs> doesn't want that to happen <laughs> because gonna... everything because then if people were to ask them questions about hey how come this change up how come this and they realize that the answer safety 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 is not a good answer then the more that that the more that will look bad on them so i think that's the main reason why i suppose well, one of the reasons why but i suppose um it, it, it would still be nice and i think no matter what you're gonna have critics right no matter what you're oh, gonna yeah. have you're gonna have the people who literally have nothing better to do with their lives than going <laughs> present down present company excluded oh yes, no yes. included you <laughs> 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 have nothing better to do with their life than go into a deep dive rabbit hole spiral into the fia regulations pull up three of the exact same pdfs to each other mm. so that we can find you know what a td39 is we like, still haven't found that. I know that we, we haven't found, found it, that. but that's, that's what I mean. <laughs> but we've been searching for like two weeks right. where this thing is, which, which is really, which is really bugging me because how are content creators going? Like, oh, this is what it means, and it's like, well, what are you interpreting? Because yeah. the actual thing isn't open to the public. That, but anyways, that's that. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. That side has, tangent. That has been bugging me too. Is that right. there's still content creators talking about this is what the uh, this is what it is, and it's just like you're saying. How how did you? Where's your source mm. for this? Yeah, and all, and the only source that I found leads to the same part in in the international regulations things that we found, which doesn't bring up the TD thirty nine. No, I know. So, so, anyways, I forget where I was going with this. Um, but FIA needs a YouTube, and they need a Walter. Yeah, and um, well, I I am on the FIA YouTube channel right now, so it exists. Oh, there. <laughs> If, one. if I'm looking at it correctly, uh, I'm looking at the list of videos sorted by date. So the latest video, I hope, appearing first. And it was three weeks ago. And it was for a good cause. It was for International Women's Day. And it was the FIA's um, response or initiative surrounding that. But that's three weeks ago and, and something very different than what we're talking about today. So yeah. they do have a channel. It exists. They have 2.5. They need to poach some They have 2,500 videos. 
And I don't know how many followers or subscribers they have, but uh, it does exist. Oh, here we go. Uh, 116,000 subscribers, 2,500 videos, and the last one was three weeks ago. Yeah. They need to find themselves some Vice people or some BuzzFeed people, you know, just pump out. just a team of people who can pump out like three-minute content every three hours. I, I think also just important to note that the FIA uh, regulates a lot of different series. So it's not just Formula yeah. One, yes. right? So I say that just for any listeners there who may not be aware, uh, FIA is not synonymous with F1. FIA is the controlling body of a lot or the regulatory body for a lot of motorsport. Uh, but FIA is arguably one of the higher profile series that the FIA does regulate. Yes. So do you Okay, go ahead. Do you think that we could be looking at a regulations inventory and reform in um in the near future? I I hope so. I think it needs to be for 26. I don't know if we're we are facing that, but uh, yeah, I I hope so. I With think all the back and forth on yes yeah, and no. I I think that if there is going to be one, and I think there should be one, we're not going to see that until 25 26 because 26 is their potentially has the lineup to be one of the biggest expansions for the league ever yeah not ever but just in general could be huge so th- and if that's the case then i feel like we'd actually we'd absolutely have to do that but then mm. the youtube channel can begin it can begin uh, speaking of not speaking of the youtube channel actually that's a good segue to I'm, we're going to take a short little break here and then when we come back uh we'll jump into the conspiracy corner because uh, I, oh, I have something right, for you. Oh, with the Russell, yes. I do have something for you, Marianne, that yes. you might find very... I will fun. rehash the conspiracy theory after the break so that everyone's on the same page. Yes. Gap point four. This has DRS. You're asking me to manage, and I'm being attacked by my own teammate. You tell me to if I want you to push to defend or push now. Tell me to manage. Point eight. Lewis has DRS. Let's let's start pushing them. Gap point five. There's safety car. Safety car. Keep the delta positive. And we go strap one. Marcus, I'm happy to push. There's no problem. But don't tell me to manage if Lewis is going to push. Our fight is against Verstappen here. So box, 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 box. <laughs> So I thought that is a fun little thing for you, Marianne, because that was the radio chatter from George Russell to his uh, race engineer, Marcus, uh, on uh, what the strategy was at the start of the race, which is like, what is the, are we going to push? Are we going to manage? What are you telling Lewis? Are you pushing or managing? Come on, you got to let me know. Tell me the same things if you want to push or manage. And then that was what you speculated as the conspiracy of... um, did, did he call back? Did he talk back to them? And then they brought him in for the box for the safety car. But obviously, yeah, safety car. You I mean, if you're if you, you have the time for the safety car, you jump in to get the fresh tires because I kind of screwed him up in the end. But well, sure. But just why? Why just him? Right. Yeah. He's he's the one talking back to them. He, they're like, OK, well, Hamilton's pushing. We need you to manage. He's like, I'm I know what you're doing. I'm not having it. I'm not going to just like manage while my uh, teammate is attacking me. You know, and then they're like, OK, we'll come in for a uh, for a tire change. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, but it was under the safety car. It was under and the safety car. Typically, the car in the lead amongst teammates takes the first pit stop. So there is precedent there. Yeah, uh, it was if, if they called 
uh, Lewis in, that would be, that would be a more wild. unusual because he was then at that time behind Russell, of course, as we heard. So and he had the pace on Russell. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, can, I can sort of see what you're what you're alluding to, but to be honest, there's there's a lot of precedent there. It's That's a safety fair. car, and he was in the lead. But having said that, if he wanted to stay out, you know, he could have just not come in. And so I think also he must have felt it was also the time to come in because he did. So, you know, he was standing up for himself and good on him, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And good on w- him. And it wasn't really so much. I feel like his stand-up wasn't so much like, go to hell, guys. It was more, what are you yeah, telling Lewis? Yeah. Are you telling him to push? Because if so, I'm happy to push too. Or right. if you're telling me to manage to get, let me know what the strategy actually is. Because yeah. it seems like they're doing two different things. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Well, I, I think that like it's. So far from what I've heard from their radio chatter and like even Red Bull's radio chatter, right, is when the number two driver is ahead and the number one driver is behind them, mm. they'll go, oh, you know, like you can you you can manage, you can relax, you know, let like they're they're not literally saying. Right. Right. Let number one take over. Right. But they're telling them, OK, well, you just chill. And then they're telling number one, OK, now you push. Well, because. Mm-hmm. There was a time in F1 where team orders were illegal. So you couldn't just say, okay, number two, uh, let number one through. You couldn't say that. Now you can. Team orders, they, they realize that it's impossible really to ban that. Yeah. So engineers used to have to speak in that code. And one of the, I think, one of the more famous examples of that from more modern day F1, but still going back probably 10 or 15 years, when um, when Fernando Alonso was at Ferrari and his teammate was Felipe Massa and the engineers came on to the radio and said to Massa, Fernando is faster than you. And that's all they said. But that was code for Massa to slow down and let Fernando through. Mm-hmm. And I think there was an investigation on that because that was in the times when team orders were illegal and they were trying to speak in that code. So you're right. Team orders have always been part of F1. They've sometimes been legal or illegal. They're now currently legal. You can give them, but they still, I think engineers often still speak in that code. And well, they, they still use double speech for sure because, I mean. Well, that's because they know that so many other teams are listening. And it'd be rude. Well, you know, that's yeah. interesting too because the team radio used to be encrypted. And yeah. so every team had encrypted radio, so you couldn't hear the other teams. But the FIA or Formula One or the teams got together. I forget who made the decision, but it was a cost-cutting measure because they didn't want teams spending money trying to, A, encrypt their radio and have different encryptions, or B, teams spending money to spy on the other teams' radios and investing money in trying to decrypt their encrypted radio. And probably so much of that, too, was so that they could get the stuff for online so they could play the radios and, and that brings so us full circle to the spectacle to i thought it'd be really funny to uh during all this is happening we heard george russell's radio but lewis's radio on the other hand was more something akin to this so this is after he cuts in yeah i'll just leave you to it that was just Bono. <laughs> yeah, I'll just leave you. I'll just leave you guys to it. Mm. I'll, I'll let you guys race. So that was after Lewis came in when he was on point four and, and made it. Yeah, and he made kind of a lunge in to see if he could overtake Russell, and that's when Russell's like, "Well, what are you guys doing? What are you telling me? What are you guys telling me here?" And so this is uh, B- Peter Bonington, who is Lewis's race engineer, just kind of telling him, "Yeah, I'll just I'll just let you guys I'll let you guys do it then." Yeah. So, so there you go. You've got number one who's being told like. 
go for it. And you've got number two who's being told, well, maybe you should manage. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, the t- manage didn't really come up when I. So again, I I watched this race like four times, and <laughs> once once because wait, wait wait the whole race or just that part. I feel the like majority of the race. Like, wow. like like lap one to twenty two, and then fifty four to fifty eight. Yes. No, <laughs> I did. I did watch one. With some highlights in between. Yeah, I did watch lap twenty two until like fifty four in the perspective of Perez. Mm. Just to watch all the overtakes, and then also he had some nice ones. Also, Carlos Sainz. Carl, if you want to rewatch this race in uh, through F1 TV, which lets you then do the onboards, Carlos Sainz is one of the more fun ones to watch. He oh, does yeah. a lot of just dare, like a lot of um, stretch. Like his types of overtakes are obviously a bit more challenging because he's in such a different. His car level is such a is different from Perez's car car's level to yeah. compare to the competition. But he's also in the points challenging for points not just not just positions but the uh drivers he's challenging are defending against him so you see the longer strategy at play his there's a really really fun and you know in my honorable mention of the of the race his overtake on pierre gasly's the dummy dummy mm-hmm. gasly into, yeah. the, into the back and dive in yeah that was set up three or four laps and you can really see the strategy of overtaking through Carlos Science, and it's a really, it's always I always watch the races about two or three times. Nice. Once in the original and uh, the and the broadcast way, and then I do once in Hamilton's point of view and cry, wow. and then I do another time in like a mix and match of my favorite points points of view. And uh, wow, not always Lewis Hamilton, but I always he's the one I always go back into to watch it. But I thought this one was a fun one because is directly what we're talking about of the of the overtakes in that and plus you get the real fun radio chatter when you do that so. beyond I feel like alonzo would be a good one to watch for alonzo is a very good one this season this this race watching it from alonzo's perspective and you can really see like you know alonzo said uh, said in the press i really tried to make him to to make a mistake and he really he made no mistakes alonzo's a fun one because you can hear him talking to the race engineer saying oh what about this he's like no he's not going to do that He's not going to fall for that <laughs> trick, and he's—you can see him moving. You really see where Alonzo and Lewis are battling each other as former teammates. Yeah, and knowing how each of them like to cor- corner Sori and 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 come out it's, its a fun one to watch. Well, mad props, mad respect to you for your patience to watch rewatch a race so many times. Uh, as much as I love F one, I don't know if I could do that because it just. Once I know the result, it's hard to stay vested in it. So kudos fall, to you. I fall asleep to this stuff. But more so, I'm going to go back to the episode where your brother was a guest. Yes. And I think it was that episode That's where you right. raised a question regarding Ferrari's number one driver. Is this ringing a bell? Yes. Yes. That was that was Reese. Uh, yeah. Reese, the, the, our guest, my brother, yeah. Reese Midzane Gobin, he and posed the question, who do you choose? Yeah. And I think you said Carlos. Yeah. And I remember listening at the time thinking... I'm glad I'm not on that day because I'd have lots to say about that because I totally disagreed. Yeah. But here we are just a race later or two races later, and I have to really start asking that question. When does Ferrari start taking their eggs out of the Leclerc basket and put them in the Carlos basket? I mean, they could start by giving Leclerc a car that doesn't break. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, theoretically, they, they have the same car. Right, they have the, the same car. Theoretically, so he, but not practically. Is he overdriving it? Is he driving it too hard? Is he driving it too soft? Is it something he himself is doing? Probably driving it too hard. If I mean, out of the two, out of the three, it could options. be, but it could not be. Uh, also, like the the thing like is, Ferrari, any car really 
it doesn't matter how much you try to make two cars alike, right? There's always yeah, of a course, difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. And so it's just bad luck for Leclerc, I feel, at this point. Um, but he is the crowd favorite. And yeah, that, he's, he's so beautiful. that didn't used to do much. Mm. But considering Drive to Survive, considering the the investment of fans and everything, I think that him being a crowd favorite and a recognizable, not a recognizable, like Sands is recognizable as well. Sure. But like, you know what I mean? He's just, he's winning the popularity contest. Mm. But I, I wonder, and I agree, totally agree, but I wonder if the public might also start having more interest in Carlos Sainz, especially after some of his recent uh, out, outburst is not the right word because he's he's talking emotionally, but still rather calmly. But he's he's really questioning these things, and I think that the the onboard radio, the team radio of him saying, you know, please, please, please tell the stewards, let me talk to them. You know, they got to. He was very emotional. Almost sounded like he was he close was crying. to crying. He was, he was, yeah, uh, he yeah. definitely was. And he, so he, I think that's going to endear him to the public. Oh, yeah. definitely. And, and, the and then his post interview too, where yeah, he's I like, I'm here. So his post interview was very short. He he looked oh, at the I, I did see that. He's like, I can't talk right now. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. he he said, I'm here because I need to. Yeah. Um, but I I um, am right. not in an emotional state to talk right yeah. now and I need to go see the stewards and sort this out and right. I will I will come back. Because they're they, they have a a pol- uh, they have to be in the in the media pen. And if they don't show up, they get fined. Yeah. yeah. And their teams get fined. Yeah. And it's a big thing. So Exactly. He was there and he said, I'm here because I got to be. But then he didn't talk. And even that, I think, is going to endear him to fans. Like, I think he could become the number one at Ferrari. And I think maybe he should be. I I agree. I think he should be. I I think I said this in that episode where if you look at Carlos Sainz's history and when he's he's always been signed on as a number two driver. And every single time he does, every time he's outperformed. The only time that he actually, no, arguably he did this too. The only time that he questioned, quote unquote, did not outperform was when he was the number two driver behind Max Verstappen. And that was, I say it's kind of an unfair one to compare it to because the reason why he did not perform is because he w- didn't have a long enough time to be a teammate with Max Verstappen. Max was given that thing so they could have his two races in Toro Rosso. And, and get then him up to the big and team. And yeah. get him up to the b- into, into the big club. So, yeah. Well, Carlos Sainz, fifth in the championship right now with uh, 20 points. Charles Leclerc, uh, I got to scroll down here. Scroll, 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 scroll. Tenth in the championship. With six points. Yeah. Yes, but how many breakdowns? All of them. Every single race. And that's that's the thing, so, right? But like it's not really a race, fair is that fight the car right or is now. that him? I think it's mostly. If it's every single race. Well, I mean, so far it seems. It's only to three races, I guess. But really, it's really only it's only, only three races, yeah. and to be to be fair, like it it definitely can't be him when the electrical system just shuts down. Yeah, the only time that was really him has been this race. His his beach and even well, then, that's barely him. That's 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 stroll. But that's no, a, that's a racing incident. No, I don't believe that was stroll. I'm that's sorry. Not his fault. He, he still bumped him, but like it's a racing incident. It, but Leclerc no bumped stroll. They both bumped each other. I think no, was, I you think was, you saw it. Was you deemed could a racing see. incident, but yeah, I, I think it was he turned in. I think Leclerc yeah. turned in on probably. It was yeah. deemed a racing okay. incident, and blame was on Leclerc, and then he was the one affected. So there was no penalty, but he's the one who bumped into stroll and then overcorrected. And yeah. then got into the gravel, yeah. like that. That one. That one. I'm gonna say, yeah, okay, maybe it's Leclerc. But also, when when we're looking at just the chaos of you know this race specifically, and how you have what five drivers who weren't in incidents, mm. 
Yeah. Maybe maybe we give a pass for this one. If, we see and, what the next one has. And, and act before to to jump on to, to another point, I wanted to add to um, Carlos Sainz's endearment to the public. Uh, we shouldn't uh, Fernando Alonso, who he hit and got the penalty for. Fernando Alonso openly said he thinks it's unfair. It's it's a stupid and unfair, harsh penalty. And that if the team or anyone sends an appeal in, he's going to sign it. Mm. He opens it, send it to me. I'm going to sign it. I don't think he should have been penalized. He deserved that fourth that fourth seat. He does. He does. Fourth place. Yeah, Sainz, fourth place. He being Carlos Sainz deserved yeah. uh, uh, the fourth place. And so, yeah, I think that this is a race that will in- endorse Sainz as, as a presence. And I think yeah, that if, he's, if, if you question the man's talent by this point, then you really should just stop watch, watching races. Well, I, I'll, I want to... Not you, Walter, but... Yeah, no, I, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, I'll, say, I'll say this to the point of Leclerc and, you know, uh, DNF in the most recent race in Australia... It was that his fault? Maybe yes, maybe no. Was it a car problem? Maybe yes, maybe no. But I think, and this I hope supports your position, Marianne. What's important to remember is where he qualified. You know, he qualified rather in down the order, and I think that's yeah. certainly the car and the team. Yeah, so they're not giving him a, a car. You know, it's a Ferrari, and they haven't been good for a long time. But still, you think well, they should be at the sharp end of the grid. So if he's qualifying, you know, in in on pole position or at least p2 or three he's not going to have to come through the field in turn one and that's where a lot of incidents happen so i think you know if he had a better car could have qualified better and been in a better starting position wouldn't have been involved with stroll and and who knows then what would have happened yeah mm-hmm. but, but it would have been better but into the qualifying he has always i mean he's always been able to qualify above his teammates but he wasn't he questionably haven't hasn't been the last i think even S- saudi he um, didn't qualify above science. It's hard to tell, though. He doesn't have a reliable car. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I do want to say, you know, we're getting to the end. We're getting to the time where we have to close out the show and say, say our quick little goodbyes or that. But, Walter, you pointed out that this is a long three weeks with no racing. Mm. That is technically not true. Well, no it F1 racing. No F1 yeah, racing, yeah, 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 yeah. yes. <laughs> For those who want to know, and one of the reasons why it took me a long time to uh, reply and stuff is because I was looking up other leagues that there are, yes, there are more leagues around the world that have um, race starts. So, funny enough, one of my favorite ones and if uh, is the Super GT. Uh, really fun, really fun set, set of racing and has uh, everyone's favorite Sam Collins, mm-hmm. who... Does a lot of the commentary and for everything. F1 TV, yeah. for F1 TV, uh, and does a lot. So, uh, Super GT starts on April fifteenth at the ok- Okayama International Circuit. A very fun one. The Super GT is uh, y- that's your Toyota Supras, your Honda NSXs, your uh, Lamborghinis, and and Mercedes AMGs that go into there. So the new GT twos up there. That's a really fun one to watch. So yeah, uh, Okayama on April fifteenth and sixteenth. Two-day really fun racing event. World Rally starts uh, comes back after a, a, a month break uh, for on April twentieth to twenty-third in Croatia. Another fun one to watch if you're like world champion. But will WRC World Rally Speaking Championship? Speaking of Saints, yeah, exactly. Yep. His father was a two-time World ra- Rally yeah, Championship, yeah, and sure. and Science was going to become a rally champion and a uh, rally racer until his father said no. Uh, and then we have. Uh, for World Endurance, which was a really fun one. WC, with yep. WC WEC. with mm-hmm. uh, Ferrari did really well. Yeah, Porsche. Toyota, Porsche yeah. does very well in there, but Toyota's been k- taking it so far. Uh, they won their first race in Sebring on March 17th, but they have one coming up on April 16th, the six hours of Portiamo in, uh, I believe, 
Puerto Rico or Portugal. I read. I forget. But it's the Algrave Circuit. That's another. That's a fun one to watch. And you can find, funny enough, these these championships, listeners, you don't have to pay for these. You can find the full race events on YouTube. Hmm. They After the fact, usually a day after, they have the yeah, full sure. WEC sh- pop up there and they're great, good ones to watch. Well, well, Sleuth, are any other series there? Because uh, I also maybe will make a couple of quick plugs, but any other series to fill our racing void, in the F1 void in the next three weeks? Uh, we have two uh, in uh, for Formula E, we have two Berlin Berlins, April twenty second and the twenty third. Okay, so two back to backs, and that's really according to with the that's FIA. That's pretty good. Those yeah, that's those are those are the ones in the FIA no, calendars. No surprise up. that the FIA FIA wants to highlight the other things people can do in the next three weeks because I'm sure they don't want them thinking about and talking about the events of the Australian Grand Prix. Except Super GT is not a FIA, FIA one. Sanctioned. I just really liked that one. Yeah, sure, fair so enough. Uh, I'll make a couple of plugs. Uh, If anyone has access to historical F1 archives, these are not necessarily great races per se, but I'll I'll mention two races because I think they're pertinent to our discussion today. First one I'll mention, 2005 U.S. Grand Prix. That's a good one. Well, it it is and it isn't. That's the one with like six cars. Yeah. Because you were (laughs) talking about what would happen if only one car finished. I'm like, as far as I know, that's as close as we've ever gotten to that in F1. It was the 2005 U.S. Grand Prix where there were still two tire manufacturers and one manufacturer pulled out. The other manufacturer stayed in. There were six cars in that race. Uh, the other one I'll mention is 2010 Germany, and, and that's the one where um, Smedley, Rob Smedley, uh, the race engineer for Felipe Massa, said to Massa very famously, Fernando is faster than you. So if anyone wants to go back and has access to those F1 archives, there's a couple of races to check out. Maren, anything else that you want to add? No. No, okay. I, I'm I'm at school full-time, so Formula One is, like, just what I can manage. And the fact that there's a three-week break just as exams are coming up, I, um, I've got other focuses. <laughs> That's <laughs> totally fair. That's a great answer. We understand that. All right, well, that is it for us t- here today on the Monday. So you can follow us. You can lis- listen live, obviously, on Civil Radio, 101.7 FM in Abbotsford and streaming live, ca. If you want to follow, find us and listen to us on on demand at any time, it, you follow us on Spotify, the F World. It's usually about, it's now about the fifth thing that pops up if you put the F World in. I'm pretty proud of that. Uh, and then you can reach out to is us. It really? Yeah, you can, look, you can look it up on Spotify. I'm proud of myself for that. Well, we're proud of us all here at the F World. And you can follow us on Twitter, the F World underscore pod and instagram the fworld.pod by email the fworld.pod at gmail.com and of course the discord the fworld podcast you can always find any of these links and any of these things in our bios associated bios and tweet out reply to us we'll read your stuff on air we'll even you could put in the up next column in our discord you can ask us questions for us to bring things in to the next episode for us to research and deep dive because we have three weeks of deep dive deep dive episodes i know my homework Mine's going to be on the race restarts and the red and the red flags and understanding that. Marion, you're going to figure out how the DS is so goddamn powerful for the Red Bull. And the DRS. DRS even. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Walter, you're just going to be here to grace us with your presence as always. Oh, good. I'm, so I'm, I'm good at that. Yeah. I can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> so for all of us here at the F-World, have a great weekend. Yours in racing. <laughs>